Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Public Health Cares. I'm your host, Dan Suffoletto, Public Information Manager. And today we will hear from William Roberts, Senior Manager of Public Health's Recovery Services Program. Thanks for being with us today, William. Thanks for having me, Dan. And we want to start out with the the big news, and that is Public Health has recently renamed what was formerly addiction services to now recovery services. Uh, William, why did we think we needed this change? Well, Dan, one of the things that's been identified as a barrier to people seeking help for their addiction is the stigma that surrounds addiction. Stigma has been a problem with health conditions ranging from cancer to HIV and and many mental illnesses. But over the years, with education and public education, uh, we've made some gains in reducing stigmas around those certain conditions. But yet, there's been little progress made in removing the stigma around substance use disorders. Uh, People with addiction continue to be blamed for their disease. And even though medicine long ago reached a consensus that addiction is a complex brain issue and it has behavioral components, the public and even many healthcare providers in the justice system continue to view it as a result of moral weakness, flawed character, and uh, lack of willpower. Uh, we now look at recovery as part of the continuum. And as a matter of fact, it's where we hope many people with this disorder will spend the majority of their lives. Uh, Once upon a time, the continuum was just prevention, intervention, and then treatment. Well, treatment can be an acute process, uh, and we don't want to view it as an acute process for chronic uh, brain disease. Uh, So we want people now to focus on recovery, and we want to remove the stigma of addiction so that people can seek recovery. And we're looking at it now from a strengths-based perspective. And we know recovery, the process, it's a lifelong process. You're always in it. And that that further outlines that with the name recovery. So let's talk about, there's basically three major areas that you can help folks with. Uh, Tell us about those three concentration areas. Well, our areas would be, uh, of course, substance use treatment, prevention, and now we have a component of outreach. At Recovery Services, we offer housing and support of recovery. We offer intensive and non-intensive outpatient treatment. We do assessments. Uh, We provide treatment for gambling disorder. We have anger management groups. Uh, We practice a trauma-informed care model. Uh, We've become competent in providing eye movement desensitization and reprocessing therapy, which is known as EMDR. Uh, And then what we're proud of now is we provide outreach services uh, where we actually go out in the community to help and assist people with accessing treatment and not necessarily with public health. We want them to get uh, the fit that's best for them. Uh, We provide in our prevention programming, parenting and gambling prevention services. And then we also added uh, medicated assisted treatment using Vivitrol, uh, which kind of uses medication to assist people in getting the recovery process. And then we also have what we call peer support, uh, where people who have themselves recovered from a lifestyle of addiction are able to help others uh, build the confidence to seek the route of recovery. And you have a, 
a trained staff there in all those areas you mentioned. About how many people right now are working in uh, recovery services? We have approximately 24 people who are employed through recovery services. And the main headquarters of public health is in the Ribel building, downtown Dayton. Where are you guys located at? We are located at One Elizabeth Place, the old St. Elizabeth Hospital, southwest, uh, southeast third floor. Uh, the D elevator is where we are housed. And obviously people could, could drop by, but also they can call and make an appointment and talk to you. And and really, if they just need a place to get further information, get advice, maybe uh, maybe myself, I don't necessarily think I need those services, but maybe a family member or a friend, I'm thinking, hey, you know, this would be something good for them. They could call you, talk to you about it, and you can kind of give them tips and advice on what to do? Oh, certainly. We love to engage with the community and try to uh, link them with the appropriate services. And they can always call us at area code 937-461-5223. And they will route you to the appropriate person to assist you. And obviously, there's there's issues surrounding uh, substance use for people who may be uh, struggling with that uh, right now. And we have seen in a, in a past number of years, an elevated, unfortunately, number of deaths associated with uh, substance use. Uh, right now, that's very elevated. We, we hope no one ever dies from substance use. But um, in the past uh, numerous years, probably five years or so, there has been an a very high amount of people dying. Uh, there's a lot of different reasons for that. Uh, what, what what are some of the reasons you would put on that? Why it's so elevated? Well, we've had a perfect storm of, of things that happened that people have experienced what we would call vicarious trauma. Uh, we've had a tornado happen in our area, followed by a mass shooting, and then the onset of COVID-19. All of these conditions would be uh, what many would uh, call uh, vicarious trauma. People are tense. People are on edge. And so when those things happen, many people turn to substance as a coping skill. One of the things we know is that alcohol use during COVID has increased, increased greatly. Uh, however, uh, with all of that happening in the backdrop, uh, we begin to have an onset of fentanyl. Uh, which is a very lethal form of an opioid that has uh, taken many lives and continues to be manufactured and sent into our communities. And unfortunately, uh, many people who live in our community now choose fentanyl as a drug of choice. And this lethal drug has uh, resulted in the death of many of our citizens. However, one of the things that I'm most proud of living in Montgomery County and being a lifelong resident is the reaction that our public health department and our animus board came up with back in 2017 when Montgomery County led the nation overdose deaths, which was our community overdose action team, which really uh, took a collective impact model and has uh made a dent into the overdoses where, although uh, we're unhappy with the numbers, uh, they have definitely decreased uh, from our peak in 2017. And we've got a collective group of agencies who work together 
to continually battle uh, this enemy. And it's a very real foe that we're battling, especially uh, with all of the conditions we're suffering in our community right now, financially, as well as mentally. Uh, so we're uh, coming up with ways to continue to battle this demon. And once people get addicted to drugs and they they feel that urge, they need to have it, um, it, it's such a powerful thing. People, I don't think people really understand how, what that does to somebody. And, and I, when we talk about trying to get people into recovery, we obviously need to keep them alive so they can get recovery and, and get help. So that, that, the, the urge to use drugs is so strong. Once once you become addicted through whatever means, you know, you may have encountered the drugs, be it prescription medications, various ways. But so you're 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 drawn to that drug, but we want to keep you alive. So let's talk about some of the things that can keep people alive uh, as they're struggling with trying to get through into a longer term recovery. And I I'm leading up to Narcan is one of the the big things right now in terms of having that available. And if you're listening to this uh, uh, podcast and maybe you're not involved with drugs directly, but you maybe know somebody, a family member or a loved one, talk about, William, the importance of Narcan, what it can do, why it should be readily available in homes so that it's there to help people. Certainly, Dan. Uh, one of the things that came as a result of the code is that uh, we begin to look at harm reduction as an avenue to help our citizens. And as a result of that, uh, we realized that Narcan is a, a very viable option for people who have experienced overdosing if that is in the house. And if a family member has been uh, trained to be able to provide Narcan, it can actually reverse the effects of the overdose. Uh, so we make sure that uh, our outreach team is in the community providing training and furnishing Narcan to people to be able to have it on hand. Uh, just in case a loved one or someone overdoses, we can keep them alive. And then the wonderful thing is that we'll follow up with them to try to get them linked with treatment if they're willing to accept that. So uh, those are some of the harm reduction uh, things that have come about as a result of the coat. Uh, we want to keep people alive until we can get them to treatment. We also want to keep them safe from disease and other things that uh, travel in the circles of addiction. So we uh, also provide... Uh, well, we don't provide it, but public health provides uh, needle exchanges and, and other health uh, remedies to assist people until they can get the help that they need. And, and that's what we're all about, helping people here at Public Health. And certainly William's team at Recovery Services really goes a long way to uh, help people in the community and to make sure they get the help that they need in connection with the right services. One other thing I want to touch on here, William, in terms of addiction is maybe a little bit underlooked, perhaps, and and it takes a little bit of different turn in the way it manifests itself and the way it affects people, and that's gambling addiction. Uh, gambling addiction is something that we don't want to minimize, and it certainly can be a problem for, for many ways. Uh, one thing that's coming up here in Ohio in 2023 is legalizing sports betting. And that will further enhance and give people a way to bet. And we know 
that there will be a small portion of people who unfortunately become addicted to that, just like there's a small portion of people who become addicted to alcohol or other things. So um, we want to talk about uh, what what help there is for the gambling addiction. And tell us a little bit about that, William. Well, what we know, Dan, is as gambling uh, moves more uh, closer in proximity, uh, addiction increases. And so with it coming to Ohio, we anticipate that some of the people in Ohio will become addicted uh, to sports gambling. And so what we want people to know is that we're here for them. If you find yourself experiencing problems, uh, betting more than you uh, initially intended to bet, uh, betting in larger sums, begin to experiencing difficulty as a result of your gambling wagers, uh, we encourage you to seek help and to give us a call here at uh, Public Health Recovery Services. Our number is 461-5223. And we can assess you and be able to develop a plan to help you recapture your life uh, because many people with gambling addiction suffer in silence. Uh, until it's too late, and then they seek help. And usually when they seek help, they have experienced great losses, and many of them are even suicidal. But we want you to know that we're here to help you, and we have trained staff on board who can help you recover your lives and begin to live fully. Uh, For those who do gamble, please gamble safe and stay within your limits. But if you find yourself needing help, reach out to us at Public Health. And and that gambling service, that's completely free, correct? Absolutely free to any Ohio resident who needs help. Uh, you've already paid your dues, and the state of Ohio has set aside funds for treatment for you. Okay, very good. Um, anything else you want to say before we wrap up this uh, very fascinating podcast here? Uh, any last words of wisdom? I would like to say this. Uh, it really makes good financial assist, assist sense to invest in helping our citizens to find a recovery lifestyle. It's really more economical in the long run. And because many of these people who are suffering and do find recovery, when they find it, they become taxpaying citizens who become responsible parents, and many of them develop an altruistic lifestyle that gives back to the community and erases a lot of drains off of our resources. There are so many intangible cost savings, but most of all, you get to save lives in community, and we want a healthy, safe, thriving Montgomery County, and public health is here to help. Thanks okay. so much, Dan. Very good. Thanks for joining us. It was very interesting talking with you. If you want further information about not only uh, recovery services, but all of public health's programs, you can visit our website at phdmc.org. This has been Public Health Cares, and I was your host, Dan Suffoletto, the Public Information Manager for Public Health Dayton and Montgomery County. And we want to thank William Roberts, Senior Manager of Public Health's Recovery Services Program, for joining us today. Until next time, stay healthy.